Hello and welcome to the GMRPC podcast. I'm one of the first British roleplay communities to attempt a podcast. Tonight, we'll be talking about police, NWAS, fire, control room, we'll talk about some of the other communities and what they've been up to recently, and just uh, some other RP stories and you know how people got involved in roleplay. Um, tonight with me, I have Superintendent E. Hutchins, Hello. and I have Control Room Supervisor and EO Lesion Officer A. Bonnie. Hello, people. Hello. Hello, Mr. Young. Ah, oh, Mr. Young. We're being very professional now. Um, so, I think straight away we need to start off with who we are, what we do, um, you know, just get down straight to it. Down to the basics, essentially. So, we uh, we are a roleplay community on the game Grand Theft Auto V, um, where we roleplay as British police. Um, we try and t- we try and be as realistic as possible, um, and our aim is to get enjoyment for uh, those um, that are interested in the emergency services. Um, we support people whose ambitions are to join the police, the fire and rescue service, um, or even the uh, NHS, so paramedics. Um, every well, every I say every night. There's two nights within the week where we don't patrol, but the nights that we do patrol is from seven till nine, and that's where everyone comes together as a community. We all hop onto um, GTA. And we uh, role play as our selected services. Um, some nights it'll go really well. Um, that's the majority of the nights. But sometimes, you know, it'll be quite fun. And, well, that we're always fun, but sometimes, you know, other nights it'll just be, uh, it'll be a bit crisper. I'm going to cut this bit out. That's terrible. It'll go well. Um, so, I think. We can't introduce the whole community to you, but what we do, what we'll uh, introduce ourselves, and then in the future podcast when there's different people on, you'll you know you'll learn more people, and see more aspects of the community. So, we have Hutchins, and I'll let him uh, tell you what, who he is and what he does within the community. Hello. Uh, so, I am Superintendent Hutchings, uh, I am a Silver Commander for TFU, um, basically I manage a division, uh, speak to c- uh, command in my division, uh, to make sure that standards for like training etc are up to scratch, and basically just manage a division uh, as what a real life superintendent would do. Um, right about it. <laughs> nice. I mean, yeah, you you've explained everything that you do. It's quite an intensive job, to be fair. You made it sound quite simple, but yeah, it's really not. Yeah. We um, also do overlook oh, taser use of force and that within the community uh, to make sure that uh, taser is used correctly, as well as uh, other methods of uh, use force. of force. Yeah. Um. Next, we have Bonnie. Go ahead. Hello, yep, so my name's uh, Control Room Supervisor A. Bonnie. I'm a branch commander within the response policing team. So basically, my role is to train new control room mem- members up 
to obviously the standard that they need to obviously use our systems, dispatch units to jobs, uh, and basically answer to my line manager, which is uh, J.SP when needed, if I need any assistance for anything. And um, basically that role, and my other role is EO liaison officer, and basically that role is to liaise between the fire service and the Northwest Ambulance Service and trying to improve their partnership uh, between themselves and uh, set out some major training exercises once a month to test them on how they do. Lovely. Um, so, I think for the pe- I think we've uh, for the people new to what role players, we'll leave it there. If you want to find out more, head over to our website at uh, www.gmrpc.co.uk, and you c- we have a website for you there where you can you know find out even more about us. You can apply. You can look at the divisions we have, and you know just get a general grasp of what we are. But for the people that already know who we are. Um, you know, we'll be uh, we're gonna start talking about some of the changes that we've had within the community recently. So one of the main ones we've had, and the ones that you know constantly changing, um, is just the members that we have, and you know the ranks that they hold. So obviously, I think it's about we get we get about twelve applications um, a week. Uh, you know, that's an average, I guess. Obviously, some weeks are busier than others. Some days are busier than others. It's just that's just how it is. I think it's the same with any business and company. Um, but you know, apart from members, we also branch out. You know, to ranks, which you know, we've talked about a bit just before. Um, so obviously, myself and a few others are part of Gold Command, um, which recently has changed quite dramatically. It's almost been a full, complete restructure of it, in the fact that um, our old. Deputy Chief Constable, W. Wesley, W. Jarvis even, um, left our community and wanted to go on to do his own things and kind of start afresh, which you know we respected and understood the reason for, um, which left the uh, position of DCC open to someone, and the person that got that was a Assistant Chief Constable, who is J. Harding. Um, and then I took over his position. So, you know, it's a bit of a shift for a lot of people. Um, we also had um, a recently made Gold Command position called Emergency Operations Manager, who basically is the top dog of all emergency operations. He will look over fire and rescue, civilian, and um, paramedics. So and last, um, but yeah, uh, that's the change that we've had. In Gold command, um, silver and bronze commands. We'd be here for ages talking about what's happened there. It's nothing bad. It's just you know, just how life is really, um, and how it happens. But uh, another change that we've had is the fleet. Thanks to H. Ash and the fleet team, we have been able to. Uh, keep our fleet updated with um you know the 2020 changes that GMP have and I I'd, I'd say you know our fleet's quite realistic um for example Hutchins haven't you got a new vehicle recently uh yeah so we've uh recently received the Shogun Sport uh the Mitsubishi Shogun Sport um where all of our vehicles are now being 
taken back into the garage to uh, also put some new gun lockers into them. Uh, some top dog, uh, top dog gun lockers. <laughs> um, so the ones um, that basically make uh, our gun lockers like slide out um, of the vehicle, uh, just so it adds that more re- that more realistic point and perspective for obviously when we get deployed onto a firearms call and that. Um, but our fleet basically consists of X5s, uh, Shoguns, Shogun Sports, and uh, Land Rover Discovery 4s. Yeah, well, we can talk about RP as well. Their, their fleet is pretty much BMWs, which, to be fair, is, is real life to a GMP. RP's whole fleet is pretty much BMWs, which is quite funny, to be fair. They don't have a single other brand, I don't think. I think they have one Volvo, if I'm remembering correctly. I think they have two. I can't remember. No, I can't remember either. <laughs> you know, and then you've got Bonnie, who doesn't get a single vehicle. <laughs> he just gets a desk. Yeah, he gets a desk and a microphone. <laughs> and then that's him sorted. Um, but yeah, uh, I think fleet, though, in, in a whole is, is quite good, to be fair. I think it's improved a lot. Oh, hello. It's improved a lot over the time. And another thing that's improved is a TFU. I think TFU has definitely, you know, had its bad points in time. But, you know, Hutchins, ever since you took over, I think it's actually been improving quite a lot. Yeah. Um, so we had uh, a Kamar. So when I first joined... Um, I've got to say, the standard the TFU were not great. Um, basically, a lot of stuff in my eyes was done wrong. But since, though, I wasn't actually, so I'm not actually a sergeant or anything. Uh, so I skipped the sergeant role. And what I've actually, and, um, so I was offered inspector. And um, the sergeant and the inspector left. Um, and then, obviously, I think around about a month or a month and a half later, I was obviously made superintendent um, hey, off, of, off of that massive cause, uh, which is a very big uh, step um, than that. And also, I've just improved the division a whole yeah, lot more. You have to um, be fair with training, um, exercises, and that being held quite frequently. So and then TFU members are actually getting their knowledge back up to scratch and where we are currently. Yeah, yeah. one thing I've seen improvement is on is, it's nice to see on our rest days, um, just divisions hosting their own you know training sessions. I think Bonnie, you was hosting one not long ago, wasn't you? Yeah, I was holding one um, obviously on Thursday, uh, no, Saturday night, um, and that was basically with the EO team, the emergency operation team, so basically I set them a scenario that an, a boat had an engine fire, uh, and they had a casualty in the engine room, and they had to respond, uh, and lucky enough, they, they did, and uh, we could set the, the nice lovely weather to very wet and very high waves, which uh, was really complicated for them to get on the, uh, the tugboat that was out there. Uh, but they did really well, and you know I'm looking forward to setting more exercises for them in the future. 
because uh, it does test our knowledge, test on obviously the medical teams, test obviously dealing with people with smoke inhalation, with burns, mm. and test the firefighters as well, looking in that condition of waves, because it is realistic, you know, the waves are proper, all yeah. the firefighters around, so it really does test them. Yeah, I think one thing we do have an advantage on compared to the real life police and emergency services is we're, we're a game, we can code it, script it to how we want, we can make it however we want. Yeah, there's no limitations for us really. We can have any kind of weather or anything. Yeah. Normally we try and go for the most realistic weather within patrols uh, to obviously give that feeling that we're still in the UK, we're not like in, for example, Florida or anything. Yeah, which means we, we are... never get any sunny patrols. It's always overcast <laughs> and rain. Yeah. Uh, but we do switch with rural, and um, so you've got like the sandy shores and Grapeseed and Polito Bay, and then you've got like the main city. We do switch uh, very often between uh, both of them, uh, and we also let the members decide on where they want to patrol by doing polls and uh, yeah. in the briefing uh, to pick where they want to patrol and that. Uh, and what uh, time of day they want as well, don't we? Yeah. And the kind of weather. Uh, we are we do do realistic procedures as well, uh, so we're not like you know for example the Met and we do Scorpion and that uh, I don't know if it's called that anymore, uh, <laughs> like knocking people off their bikes. Yeah. Um, we do realistic procedures as much realistic as we can to the real life police force. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for myself being a control room supervisor, one of my tasks is to deal with traffic units. And obviously, their parts of their roles are fails to stops and other stuff like that. So I have got to do the risk assessments and stuff when a, a job comes up, and I authorise like you know some of them stuff we do are uh, boxing the cars in if it's safe and able to do so. I can get them to do stingers if needs be, and you know that's a great part of my role that I get to do outside of the game because I don't get to see what goes on the game. You know, very rarely, except from somebody's live streaming on YouTube, like yeah. the, with the six-hour patrol. Oh yeah, the six-hour patrol is actually really good. Um, I think we'll t we'll talk about the six-hour patrol now. To be fair, we'll we'll leave that off the conversation at dusk. You but... can also check the Twitter as well. Uh, we did post a lot of screenshots on about our six-hour patrol. If if you are intrigued, mm. you know, obviously make sure that you are following us on Twitter. Uh, we do post on there very regularly. Uh, members as well post on there very reg regularly. Uh, very active as well uh, with on our social media. Um, but yeah. Yeah, the six hour troll though, it was, it was very good. I think next time though, we would do four hours preferably. Because originally we wanted to do 12 hours, which I thought was ludicrous myself, but some people wanted it. And then we ended up doing a six hour troll. And then by by the fourth hour, I think everyone was very tired. There were some people well, that signed up for all three, and it was just. Oof. Yeah, but that, that, that's the thing with it as well, though, weren't it, Young? Was the fact yeah. that people could pick when they wanted to do. They didn't have to do the six hour patrol. No, you no, know, but didn't some people them. wanted to give it a try. You know, they wanted to give it a try, and I think a lot of people realise now that it is actually quite tiring. Yeah, well, as well. Also, it gets. It, if someone in here wanted to obviously go join the police, for example, police do, you know, shifts of 12, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. It kind of sets them up as well 
for Gives how it's going to feel yeah. when they join the police IRL. Like, mm. you know. And our calls were so much better now we had the six hours. Because it meant our call, like the civs, could basically take as long as they wanted on their calls. Because, you know, they didn't have a time limit of two hours to go do as many calls as they could for 20 plus people. They could do a call, they could set it up with a, a good narrative and a good story. And it, it made, personally, I thought the calls were so much better. Because it, it was more involved and it actually took longer. Instead of just going on seeing, oh, you, you've been smoking weed. No, here's a cannabis warning. And then you go off. Do you know what I mean? It's just a bit... It was just so much better. I don't know what it's like for control. Obviously, I didn't go control. Yeah, I mean, for control, it was a very long day. And oh, I did yeah. all six hours. So, you know, I was taking it in terms of doing EO comms, and, which is obviously an emergency operation comms, looking after fire and MWAPs, dispatching them, doing control room supervisor stuff. So on the second hour, I did that. And I think we had a... Um, a weapons, a firearms job, where it's a dispatch site and give authority for that, and then I went back into EO. So, you know, it does get very tiring because you're out of the game, you don't know what's happening, and you basically sat there looking at CAD and watching CAD, and when CAD goes down as well, that's a bit yeah, that was, but you know, that enjoys the technology, but you know, it <laughs> is good and it is good fun. Yeah, no, it, it's uh, that's what we go for in this community, isn't it? It's just a uh, as serious as we are and how much we, you know, want the best and the highest standards, we are at the end of the day here for fun and to, you know, provide everyone with a good time, you know, and that's one of our main objectives. Obviously, another one is high standards and professionalism. Well, that is also uh, a key topic. I think one thing though that has actually made my day is a uh, the ELS client side. Obviously, Bonnie, you're from a way far distance from this one. But me and Hutchins yeah. can relate on this one. <laughs> we, me, me and Hutchins, I don't know if you got it working, Hutchins. You've yeah. Had a, we've had a few tech issues on it. But I think it's actually fixed now, I'd say. Yeah, I believe it's fixed. Uh, some members, uh, instead of the uh, the server side, so we did uh, a suggestion uh, a couple of days ago that got it just went skyrocketing high. Uh, so basically we've got this uh, channel on Discord that allows members to put in suggestions and then the members of GMRPC can obviously go and upvote the suggestion if they think it's good. I think it's over 20 upvotes and then obviously we see if it's good enough to add or not. Yeah. Um, but someone put that in there and it blew up. Yeah. It must have reached around about 20 five thirty upvotes mm. um and basically our server side of the ls it wasn't the best so our server definitely was restarting before patrol now we still do that but it would basically play around with the lights the lights would come on automatically so and then we were just having multiple issues with it as well like you know it was it wasn't the best of scripts I think one thing that I, I actually liked seeing was, um, you know, Gritter made um, he made the, like a tutorial on what to do for it and like how to install it. And I actually thought that was quite good as an idea. I think we should make more videos on like how to do stuff for members instead of just a document. Oh, yeah. I, I I watched it and I thought, oh, you know, what, that's actually quite good to be fair. 
Um, but yeah, I think I think that is quite good. But yeah, definitely the client side ELS is the way to go. One hundred percent. I think that's going to be the future for us. I know there are. Uh, I think the other communities out there. Some of them have uh, server side. Some of them have client. I think majority of them have client, but there is the odd one or two communities. I think. Well, like the you know the higher communities that have uh, server side. Obviously. I don't patrol there, so I don't know. But, you know. But, yeah. Personally, uh, I think client side's way better. Yeah. As long... Uh, the thing is, though, with client side, is our lights don't actually sync with other people, um, unfortunately. Uh, so our lights flick... So if you're looking at a, a vehicle that another player has obviously turned their lights on, the lights will react slower. While yeah. light well go slower, um, but as long as you've still got them blue lights on, and if you're recording, for example, and meaning we have got a lot of people who do record in the community. Yeah, we do. Um, I believe that you can check out our public announcements, and there are videos in there for you to go and watch. If and then obviously you can see how it is in one of the videos, and then obviously you can come and join us. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think the videos that you know people produce are actually. I think I I think the best part about them is they're not scripted, they're not staged, they're our community, they're raw from us. What you see is what you get, essentially. Yeah. Um. But obviously, not every patrol is uploaded because not every patrol is one hundred percent crisp and clean and perfect. But the ones that do get uploaded. That is that is us. That's not staged. That hasn't been scripted or anything. And if if there is a video that's scripted, um, which almost never, but there has been one. We made it clear that this actual scenario was scripted, but the reactions to people and how they dealt with it wasn't. Um, that was from T. Solomon. I think that was his. I can't I can't remember what he called it. But he did a video where he um, crashed his car in the river with another person which was um i remember seeing that scene i thought it was very good the way officers helped uh, actually it was, a pen in, it was a pen in the backside responding to it but <laughs> yeah it was in a very dodgy location but i think it was like in that uh trail like where that where that if any of you have ever played gta 5 story mode it's that uh scene where the train crack uh where the two trains collide oh, and you have yeah, to like get something or something like that like out of a cargo container or something like that it, it was basically one of them, but it was a very good scene. Uh, I've got to admit, just pain in the backside to respond to. Yeah. <laughs> but you've got to give great credit to, obviously, Sully and McManaman, and two of the guys who do upload videos, because the work they put in to get them videos up is amazing. And, yeah. You know, the quality of them is incredible. So, the editing. You know. I, um, I tried to make a video, and I did make one, and it took me probably about a whole day just to make one. And I, I know my way around Sony Vegas and stuff. Like I do, I know about it. I mean, I've been using it today, for example. Um, but it does take a long time to make videos. You might think it's simple, just drag and drop, put, put the clip in, sorted. It's not. There's so much audio adjusting, scene adjusting, cutting out, you know, slight mistakes um, that people might have, like, you know. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's good. Also, you have to, like, Get them right. So within GMRPC, 
we kind of have like a, I wouldn't say a set criteria list, but videos that can't contain this or that mm. or anything like that. So like any bad, so basically what, so the user would obviously edit them and then they would go to someone in media, so like myself, uh, well, all of us in here. Yeah, actually, and that's a good point. We're the video media. would get reviewed by us, and then obviously we could say, "Yeah, that's fine," or "No, uh, edit this part and then that part, and then come back." Yeah, the thing is, people have stopped coming to me with videos because I'm very touchy. If the audio isn't exactly right to how I want it, then I, I have to change it. Um, but you know, it's quite good though. I mean, people always come to me when they want stuff, because obviously I, I've made, like, a lot of the graphics for this community, like, you know, I've made the logo and all this new stuff. I mean, Mac Monomon came up to me and he was like, can you make me an intro? And I, I did it for him, I think. I think I did a decent job at one, uh, considering I was quite busy at the time. But he likes it, and I think he's using it for his next video, so that's always good. Speaking yeah. of which, yeah, we got... A, we're waiting on a new fleet update from Henry Ash for NWAS, and then we're going to be recording a fleet video, um, which will involve again a paramedic, um, and then all the fleet vehicles, and then it'll be like you know a few cinematic shots. But in basics, paramedic will talk about the vehicle, what it responds to, and stuff. And it'll basically just it'll give users even more information into our community. Which I think is always useful because you want to join. You don't want to, you know, you don't shoot your dart in in the dark. I don't know if that's the, I th that doesn't sound like the actual saying, but you know, you get you get what I'm saying. You know, you know people don't want to join to something that they don't know about. That's so you know, that's what media is there for. Really, it's there to promote and advertise and show off the community in its best aspects. But yeah, I think. Another thing though which was quite funny. The um, I I'm gonna waffle on about media because it's my favourite thing as community, and I'm manager of it. But I remember waking up at like one thirty in the morning to um, Hammond messaging me, spamming me, and then it's because um, on Instagram, Teamspeak did like this post, and it had every single like sponsor on there. And then in the background, you could see our logo, and it made Hammond go wild. Honestly, he it, I think it made his year. It's so funny. His reaction to it is really funny. You didn't, you didn't expect that though. That with the amount of work Hammond and obviously Smith put in oh, to yeah. keep this community going, you know, it's it's incredible. And you know, just that bit of credit from Teamspeak can go a long way. Yeah, especially since you know we're, I think one of the only, if not the only, um, community that is sponsored by Teamspeak. I think FPLR. Um, and we are. Yeah. I don't think any other community is. Obviously, if I'm wrong in that, then eek to me. But no, it, it's important for us. It's one of our most important sponsors. It's a very big sponsors. privilege uh, for Teamspeak to obviously, or any other kind of sponsor to obviously well, sponsor. Well, yeah, we do have us. a few yeah. other partnerships with Instant Gaming and OPC, which both of them are incredible services. Um, it's going to be a bit of a plug to them, because why not? But Instant Gaming, it's. It's another way to buy your games, but cheaper. It's 100% legit, you know, there's no scams, no lies. They sell you the games for cheaper. And, you know, it's all legal, it's all legit. There's no, you know, money laundering or any of that crazy kind of business behind it. They just find the games cheaper and they sell it to you. 
and it is an incredible service. Same with OPC, um, which just gives you really good uh, gaming chairs. I mean, I would buy one, but I don't have the money for one. But if I did, I definitely would. They look like incredible seats. They're cheaper than some of the other chairs, and they're even better quality. Uh, they deserve a lot more respect than they already do have. <laughs> um, I know for one, someone that has an OPC, and I sat in it once, and I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> it's like sitting in the th uh, Queen's throne, honestly. It's great. Um, Another thing yeah, that go we're going to get in game as well is we're actually uh, getting money aside uh, to have EUP pads uh, in our game. So oh, yeah. basically, EUP is um, where the pads that support it uh, are quite pricey. Oh, but definitely. I think we're raising about £250 just to get these PEDs. And these will come in for fire, NWAS, neighbourhood policing team, roads policing unit, and also t uh, tactical firearms unit. And what they will allow us to do is we can change our face, uh, our pack character appearance, so then we're not using, you know, like GTA 5 base game, you know, faces and that. So yeah. and then it actually gives it a little bit more of a realism, uh, realistic part, and then you'll be able to edit the vest, hey, edit, done. you know, edit a lot of stuff with these pads. They are quite pricey, but I think it they'll worth be it. very good for GMRPC. And I think I think that would yeah. obviously get more members involved because, you know, we we've got many sponsors out there. Uh, I believe that Facebook are currently advertising us. That's where most of our members are coming from at the moment. Yeah, we um, got a uh, advertisement with them. Yeah. Um, so I think also it's going to be a very good addition to GMRPC because I believe that that might, you know, like grab members and put them into the gameplay and that of our servers and that. Yeah, well, it's just an example, but this is what I've come up with. I'm semi-new to roleplay on PC. Yeah, I've always known about it since I've been roleplaying on Xbox. Um, but this is the first communities I've joined, and you can just see the professionalism. Like, the development it, well, it's come to, from when I joined in June to now... It's changed so much. There's been, you know, there's been communities that have opened, closed, you know, we don't hear of anymore. But you can see from every single community, the professionalism and the standards are slowly increasing every single like day, because it it's you know, uh, EUP is a prime example of this. Uh, when I joined, no community, uh, no British community, even thought of EUP, even considered it as a thing. But now we've come to the point where to be classed as a major community and to actually um, be you know professional, you have to have EUP, and we're getting that. We are getting it. You know, and we are major. You know, I hear every time that you know we're, we're talked about in every other community, which is always good. Um, but it's just the gradual increase in standards um, and demand in the communities is going up. And I, I, I don't know if we'll hit a point where that stops. 
I don't know if it's a good thing that's slowly increasing every day, but I, you know, right now I think I like it because it means I can get more out of my roleplay community and I can get more out of my experience here. Same with uh, the rest of the people. A big community <coughs> that went down in 2019 was actually Kent RPC. Yeah, that was and very Staffordshire. Mm. And Staffordshire roleplay community. They went in 2019. They were quite big communities, especially Ken. Ken oh, was yeah, one of the Ken. biggest out there at the time. Um, Kent Roleplay um, was a very big community uh, where uh, this person, by, the, by this YouTuber called Albo1125, uh, he was in the command team of uh, Superintendent of uh, Roads Policing Unit. Uh, but that was. I believe that pulled a lot of members in to get involved in the content. I think Albo's got approximately forty thousand subscribers on YouTube. Something like that, yeah, definitely. Something like that. Definitely big influence. Was, it was a very professional community, but you know. And then yeah, and then one day it just kind of went, oh yeah, we're uh, we're taking a break, and then before you know it, they were gone. Yeah, they were gone. Same with Staffordshire. A lot of features, including server-sided DLS, like fully server-sided. Mm. Uh, they had the uh, the V menu, and then they also had the in-game ca uh, CAD system, where if you were attached to a job, then it would ping up on the right side of your screen, and you could obviously. So basically, it was like a second second in-game CAD, which was I've got a I've got to say, it was a very good community. Um, yeah. But they were just. My eyes, they were just really serious on procedures and that. Um, I remember one of my friends saying to me, I got driver suspended for six months because I ran through a red ATS. I was just like, six months? <laughs> yeah. Kent definitely, well, I'm not, you know, we're not here to slander other communities because that would be unfair. But, you know, I think Kent, their, their line of fun and uh, seriousness was a lot different to how we are. We're more mid. We're like the middlemen of that, whereas they were more. Um, I mean, I was gonna say right wing, but that sounds a lot. That sounds terrible. They were a lot more on the serious side than the fun. But yeah, I guess every community is different with their balance. But to be fair, I think West London's basically the rebirth of Kent. To be fair, I think. It's yeah. Kind of like you know, the the tree died, but. You know, a root is still standing. Uh, well, I say root. They are more of a. You know, West London actually one of the big ones still, and they're quite new. And then you've also got the Merseyside uh, roleplay community that is being opened by Albo as well. Um, yeah. West London, uh, I believe, opened when Kent RPC collapsed, uh, which was back in November. I'm pretty sure. Oh. Yeah, it must have been November, December time. Um, yeah, definitely but, something like that. Uh, Kent RPC uh, unfortunately collapsed um, due to some unknown reason. Yeah, well. Um, but they had a lot of, you know, scripts and that. But as well as West London, uh, there is actually a good London community. Uh, so you've got London's Calling, as well as now you've got West London Roleplay Community, um, which most of their videos by Elite Jaguar, who's uh, I believe in the 
Chief Officer team, which is Cot for short. Yeah. Um, he does good videos as well, uh, because he's best friends with Albo or something like that. Yeah. Right. I think we will end that podcast for now. Um, hopefully, we'll see more. Depends how this one does. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed and you enjoyed listening to us and our perspective on the planning world. Um, next week... to get inter- interactive with us on our social media as well. Yeah. Um, if you have any questions for us, um, do the hashtag AskGMRPC and um, we can answer any of your questions within the podcast and get our live reactions to uh, any of the questions at hand. Um, we hope you enjoyed hope to see you again and uh, hopefully in the next podcast we'll have uh, some different people well, that sounds horrible actually not, not hopefully but maybe next time we'll have different people right thanks guys goodbye <laughs>